When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is up, Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network. Part of the Fans First Sports Network, I'm Jeff Hartman. You know my name. You know me. I am your host. I am captaining this ship, so buckle up. We've got a lot to discuss. We have news. We have thoughts on where the Steelers go from here. We have DEFCON level updates, the final DEFCON level updates for this season. Excuse me. And... In the second half, of course, we have the mailbag because it's Wednesday. I feel like I've talked to you all every single day. Maybe you love that. Maybe you don't love it. I don't know. My ride or die crew probably does. So let's get this show on the road talking about the news. Now, the first thing is that if you didn't listen to the podcast that we put out yesterday, it was probably around 1.30 or 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time when myself and Brian Davis finally got this podcast done. We spoke with a source today. I guess that was yesterday, I should say. And uh, the source basically said, in case you didn't miss it, go back and listen to the full details. But Mike Tomlin's frustrated. He's frustrated with a lot of stuff, but it's not with the organization. It's not with the ownership. It's not with his team. He's frustrated with the media. He's frustrated with the fan base. And so when it comes out then later in the day that Mike Tomlin is staying, well, that makes sense. And another report comes out that Mike Tomlin says that he just wants to coach football. It makes sense. It it all ties together, folks, of what we're telling you, what all these other people are telling you. It all makes sense. I don't think Mike Tomlin's going anywhere unless Mike Tomlin wants to go somewhere. It's not the way the Roonies do business, and it's not smart business either. I said this on the postgame show. I'll say it here. It's not smart business for the Steelers to cut heads with Mike Tomlin when they still have one year of contractual control over him. He wants to do a Sean Payton and take a year off, do some TV, bounce around podcasts, whatever. Love to have him on my podcast. And then he wants to go back and coach. That's fine, but whoever gets him, they owe the Steelers something. So that's why it's important that they don't fire him. It's important that they, from an organizational standpoint, they stick by their guns and say, look, if you want to leave, that's fine, but we're not firing you. That's smart business. So I don't think Mike Tomlin's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. And that's going to be really important as we talk about what is next for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The next steps. What is next to happen? We'll talk about that in a second. We have more news. Glenn Thomas. Glenn Thomas. The assistant offensive coach that no one knows what the hell the guy did. If he does anything. Never saw him. Coaches. He never spoke to the media. 
for all I know, this is the guy like from uh, office space. that sits in the cubicle and just has a stapler and they just basically pay him every other week. That's what Glenn Thomas is. But nonetheless, he's supposedly out with the Steelers. I mean, it was a day after the steam loses and he's going to university of Nebraska with the Cornhuskers to be a quarterbacks coach. Now I don't understand. I, I do understand this. Glenn Thomas most likely saw the writing on the wall, whether Mike Tomlin's back or not, this offensive coaching staff is about to be overhauled. I think it's highly unlikely that Eddie Faulkner and, and or Mike Sullivan come back as offensive coordinators. And so if they're going to bring in someone else, we all hope it's from the outside. That person's going to want to have their own assistants, their own position coaches. And there's probably a good chance that a lot of the Steelers coaches are now going to be replaced. I think Glenn Thomas might have seen it like, hey, I'm a Matt Canada guy. He's not coming back, obviously. I have a job. I have a potential job, even though it's college. Maybe he but maybe he wanted to get back into the college game, came from Arizona State. Maybe that's what he wanted. He saw an opening. He took it. Hey, coach, thanks for the season, but I'm going to be going back to college. Whatever. Glenn Thomas is out. Not going to lose too much sleep over that. The last bit of news is the draft order. The draft order, the, the Steelers' loss in the wildcard round to the Buffalo Bills means that they will draft 20th overall. 20th overall. Last time they drafted 20th overall, you might remember that number. It was when they selected Kenny Pickett in the first round. Say what you want about the pick. That's the last time they had the 20th overall pick. We'll be talking about overall draft picks, what they have, uh, what they don't have in terms of draft capital coming in, in this offseason. But there are bigger fish to fry before we talk about the NFL draft. I want to switch things up on you a little bit. I want to talk DEFCON levels now. It's going to tie in more with the loss on Monday. And then we're going to dive into what's next for the Steelers right before our break. So the DEFCON levels. Let's talk, start with the quarterback. I have it staying at a three. I thought Mason Rudolph played. He played well. He didn't play good or great. He played well. And I think that's why it stays at a three. Really not excited about the quarterback room moving forward. I don't think Trubisky's back. I don't necessarily think the starting quarterback or the next quarterback is on the current roster. We're going to keep it at a three. Wide receivers and tight ends stay at a three as well. Yeah, George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth tries to holding on to the football a little bit better, but still they also made some plays as well. Running backs stay at a three. It was a disappointing game for the ground game. Uh, just didn't really pan out the way we all thought it would, but they stay at a three. The offensive line, I thought, had a pretty poor showing, but nonetheless, they did hold their own well enough that the Steelers had a potential to win. Uh, when you think about the turnovers, the interception in the red zone, the fumble by George Pickens, that's not the offensive line's fault. So I have them at a three. They stay at a three. So all of the offense is a three, and I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I think it's accurate. Uh, could they get better? Absolutely. Are they close? Maybe. Do they have a lot of hard decisions to make? Yes. Let's go to the defense. Defensive backs, they're a three. They stay a three. Hated to see Joey Porter leave the game the way he did. I thought that was a dirty play. I thought it was a, a play that should have been flagged. If the NFL doesn't fine that lineman for coming in, at least a block in the back, if not a, a unnecessary roughness, the way that Joey Porter was engaged, his back was turned to, I think, Stefan Diggs trying to make a tackle, and that that's a dangerous play. Dangerous, dangerous play. Inside linebacker. I have that going from a three down to a two injuries. It's just injuries. That's all there is. Miles Jack. He played admirably. 
uh, Mark Robinson, Michael Walker, all of them did. Elandon Roberts playing with one arm. It just you knew it was going to catch up to him sooner or later. The tight ends had their way, and that's that was a big outcome in the game, a big deciding factor in the game. So they go down to a two. Outside linebackers, they remain at a two. No TJ Watt. It didn't just didn't seem to get it done. Marcus Golden does end up with a sack, but they just didn't play Nick Herbig enough for me. I just wish they would have played Nick Herbig more. I think he only got seven pass rush attempts. They dropped him in coverage a lot. Man, that guy might be, like I said, the, the closest thing to the skill set of TJ Watt, and they just didn't use him for whatever reason. So that that's the two. The defensive line goes down one to a two. And again, a lot of this comes down to usage. Keanu Benton just has has this look about him. He, he's playing better than Montrevious Adams. He's definitely better than Armand Watts. He's better than Isaiah Loudermilk. And to be honest, he's better than Larry Ogunjobi. Yet he only got like 20 snaps to Larry Ogunjobi's 50. What are we doing? What are we doing here? This isn't week one. It's the playoffs. You got to put the best team out there. I didn't agree with that, so they go down to a two. Special teams, they stay at a two. Chris Boswell got some credit for me in the Winners and Losers podcast, but Presley Harvin brought that down big time. He brought it down big time. The fans, they're a two. They're a two. We're not bridge watching yet, yet, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens here in the coming weeks with this coaching staff. It's going to be interesting to see. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. What's next for the Steelers? I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. You know, well, okay, they lose. Finish the year 10 and 7. Make the playoffs, lose again. That drought continues. We all know those things. But what's next? What's next for this team? That's the honest question. It's a good question. Next step is figuring out the head coach. So Art Rooney. He's got to pull Mike Tom- Mike Tomlin into his office and say, "Listen, Mike, I I am totally I'm I'm all about you being comfortable with returning. We want you back, but we got to know, like we got to know sooner rather than later if you're not going to be back. Because if not, we need to fill this job with someone, and that's a big that's a big big task for any organization to replace their head coach. So that's step that's step number one. But let's go under the assumption." that Mike Tomlin is returning, and so is general manager Omar Khan and assistant general manager Andy Weidel. Let's say they all remain, so the front office is not going to need to be rebuilt. You still have the same scouting department, player personnel department, all that stuff remains intact. So what is the next step then? Assuming that Mike Tomlin's back, assuming that the front office remains there as well, the next step is the offensive coordinator. They have to go out and find an offensive coordinator, and maybe they have to wait. Maybe that this current offensive coordinator is on someone's coaching staff that's still playing in the postseason. Okay, so you might have to wait a little bit. You might do an interview, but they've got to. If you think back to when they replaced Randy Feetner, they waited and they waited, and we're all waiting. When are they going to hire an offensive coach? And then finally, they promoted Matt Canada from quarterbacks coach to coordinator. This is something that they need to be smart about. They need to make an educated decision. And then after they finally pull the trigger on an offensive coordinator, the next step is they have to hire the staff. And this is when you could see the offensive staff getting gutted. You know, Alfredo Roberts, tight ends coach. Maybe he's gone. Frisman Jackson, wide receivers coach, could be gone. Pat Meyer, offensive line coach. There's a good chance he's gone if the offensive coordinator that comes in doesn't like his style of blocking. And so this is when we could see a ton of moves 
on the offensive side of the football in terms of coaching staff. That's going to be paramount outside of the head coaching stuff that we talked about already. The next is more of a question, and I don't have an answer for this. I have a gut feeling, but I don't have an answer, and that is what do they do about the defensive coordinator? Terrell Austin, to me, for some reason, always gets a pass. I don't know if it's because Mike Tomlin's a defensive coach and they're good buddies. I don't know, but he always seems to get a pass. I'm wondering if they're looking to go somewhere else, though, or maybe even bring in an assistant that is kind of like a Keith Butler who's much better at the front seven than the back half. Let Terrell Austin work the back half. He's good at that. He's done that. He's been successful at that. But I also you know, don't know if they're even going to bring him back. I think he'll be back. If I was a betting man, I would bet that he would be back. But what about the defensive staff? Even if Terrell Austin comes back, do they keep everyone? Do they keep all of those coaches that we've seen from all the way on the defensive line back to the secondaries coach? Do they add any members to the staff? This is going to be interesting how the Steelers structure this coaching staff. Yeah, those are the first steps, folks. Those are the first steps to what is next for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Once they get that straight, and that should only take about a month, should. Steelers tend to slow roll it, so I say should and use that term very loosely. But still, once the coaching staff is sorted, and maybe there are some loose ends that they still need to tie up, secondary coach or wide receiver coach, running back coach, you understand what I'm saying, but the big pieces of the puzzle were put together Now is when they start to look at the roster. They start to look at free agents. So for those of you that are like, well, who's a free agent? Let me read to the, let me read to you the list of the Steelers unrestricted free agents coming up this spring in no particular order. Quarterback Mason Rudolph, inside linebacker, Quan Alexander, special teamer, Miles Killebrew, all pro and pro bowler, Montrevious Adams, cornerback, Levi Wallace, Linebacker Michael Walker, wide receiver Miles Boykin, outside linebacker Marcus Golden, cornerback Chandon Sullivan, safety Elijah Riley, cornerback James Pierre, defensive tackle Armand Watts, and inside linebacker Blake Martinez. That is your unrestricted free agent list this spring. So remember, these players, they hit the open market. The Steelers don't want them. They don't have to even cut them. Like They're going to be unrestricted free agents. Of those players that I would be interested in the Steelers bringing back, we could talk Mason Rudolph. We'll be talking a lot about Mason Rudolph this offseason. Mason Rudolph should have a discussion. I'd love to see Quan Alexander and Miles Killebrew. Outside of that, the rest are free to go test the open market. The only other player that I would say maybe I could think about having seeing what his we have taken his temperature is a Marcus Golden or an Elijah Riley. Other than that, Rudolph, Alexander, and Killebrew, that's it for me. That's it. The rest of them, they can go on their merry way. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time we play you if you, ha- if you get a job somewhere. And if you don't get a job somewhere and you want to come back for a vet minimum, maybe we'll we'll have a talk. But that's the next step is they got to address those free agents. Then you have to start thinking about, okay, the new league year is about to start in March. It's about middle of March. So the new league year is going to start. We are not cap compliant. We got to get cap compliant. They're going to have to make some decisions. This is when you have to look at the players like Mitch Trubisky, cut him, Patrick Peterson, 
probably the end of the road for him. I hope he saw that. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But maybe his future is not in Pittsburgh. So you cut him. That saves you alone about $10 million. Cam Hayward's going to be the difficult one here. They can restructure players like TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith. Those contracts can be restructured if they need. They restructured Minka Fitzpatrick last year, I believe. But man, Cam has a huge cap hit. I want to say it's a $22 million hit. They could give him an extension and draw that out. If he wants to play, he might retire. You, you listen to Cam Hayward after the, the season ended and he's clean out his locker room. There's not much about him that says, yeah, I'm definitely going to be back. He said, I got to get healthy. Talked about his groin injury where his groin, that that muscle was ripped off the bone. They said it was going to be 12 weeks to come back. They got it down to six. It's insane. So I don't know what, what to do with Cam. What do you do with a Deontay Johnson? He has an inflated price tag as well. I don't know if he has trade value. Everyone says, just, just trade him. Just trade him. Well, yeah, it's easier said than done. You got to have a trade partner. And the way that Omar Khan handles trades, maybe people don't want to do business thinking they don't want to, they don't want to get fleeced again or fleeced at all. So they have to take care of the players that they want to keep, players they want to get rid of. They need to have manageable cap space, not just to be cap compliant if they want to sign free agents. And then, not only then, can you start to turn your attention to the NFL draft. And that's when the you're talking about going out to, to workouts, pro days, the combine, all of that stuff. That's what's next for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, I was talking with my wife the other day and she said, well, it's over. What are you going to talk about now? And I said, there is going to be a lot to talk about. And if you think back to all the stuff we just mentioned, there is going to be a lot to talk about. So I hope you all are ready for that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from this break, we're going to dive headfirst in the mailbag. You know how you all were excited. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Right to it. Mark Bergen, he is the host of Believe in Steelers. He said, what's the most important thing for the Steelers to address this offseason? And to my opinion, it's the offensive coordinator. They have to nail the offensive coordinator, and then that coordinator will decide whether Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, or another quarterback is their guy. I think that's paramount. Next from Lori, 
She's a longtime listener. She said, I don't have a question. Just a big, big thank you for all the content this season, Jeff. Another long off season begins, so let's make the most out of it. Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Thank you, Lori. I do appreciate you all for listening and listening to all the podcasts. You all consume so much stuff. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Believer says, thanks for this for the great staff this year. The great stuff this year, I'm sorry. The great stuff this year from you and the entire SEN and FFSN crew and the rest of the Ride or Die crew. This offseason should be another active and team-changing one. I expect fireworks and free agency and the draft along with the head coach and offensive coordinator drama. Now, Ride or Die crew polls. That was up there by believers as well. He said, poll number one, poll of the week, Magic 8-ball time. You ask the Magic 8-ball if the Steelers will have the playoff success in the next three years. You expect the answer to be? I answered, the reply is hazy, ask later. <laughs> the next Ride or Die crew poll he asked, when I think of the 2023 Steelers, I think the season was A, I answered, some success, some failure. Let's go to Jeff Coons, our buddy up north. He spells his name incorrectly, but that's okay. He said, Jeff, thank you for a great season of content. Which player was your biggest surprise performer this year? One who exceeded what you thought and one who let the team down. I got to be honest, when the Steelers drafted Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin, I did not think this guy was going to be anything other than a special teamer. Boy, did he prove me wrong in a good way. He proved me wrong in a very, very good way. So I'm going to say that Nick Herbig was the one that really, really outperformed expectations this year. In terms of one uh, who let the team down, I think it could be any of the starting two tackles. When we're talking about the beginning of the year, Chooksakor, four who got benched midway through the year, Dan Moore, who just never really developed the way we thought he would. They were the ones who I thought would one of them would be okay enough. Turns out neither of them was okay enough. Let's go to Bredicus. He said, would you rather, one, stick with Kenny, two, offer Mason a deal, three, find a starter caliber, caliber player, I ear two or three, two out of three quarterback, uh, four, Justin Fields, or five, draft, move up in the draft. So for me, I would say I would rather... Huh, Kenny's not going anywhere. We'll get that out of it. Let's get that out of the bag right off the bat. He's not going anywhere. I actually wouldn't mind them getting a starter caliber player. The draft is enticing, but again, you want someone that can help you win now. That's different. That is different. So I, that's probably where I would go. Anton Char said before the season began a lot, even on steel curtain network, we're saying an appropriate year. We were, were saying an appropriate year two of the rebuild result would be a 10 win and a playoff berth without expecting a playoff win. That is exactly what happened. I know it's disappointing to lose, but if we step back, was this a good year? I would say that if Kenny Pickett was the quarterback all season and showed development and promise, then it would be considered a good year. That didn't happen. The most important position on the team took a step backwards. And now I'm answering questions about what are they going to do at the position this offseason? That's not good. So while this season especially the injuries they sustained could be viewed as a success. I don't think it was necessarily a step in the right direction with the rebuild. They're still in that rebuild still have one year. Maybe they can prove me wrong. We'll see. Tony Larrick says, do you believe our future quarterback is on the roster right now? Um, the future not is in next year, but the future future, the answer is no, I don't think he is. Will Caldwell said, picture this scenario. Tomlin doesn't sign an extension, but he hires an offensive coordinator with head coach aspirations. 
Tomlin and company go all in for this year, meaning possible quarterback two, and he retires next year. Then this offensive coordinator takes his position for the future. Does this seem plausible? Plausible? Sure. Likely? No. Tomlin, I don't think he's going to coach with a, as a lame duck coach. And that is you have one year left and then you don't know what's going to happen. Will Caldwell says, Hey Jeff, thank you. And all SEN for the endless content and interaction on social media. Y'all are the go-to for Steelers related content every day. Hashtag writer die crew. Thank you, Will. And thank you everyone else. It's given some positive vibes uh, to the SEN crew. I do appreciate it. Chris G. He says, I hope I'm not too late. You're not. Thanks for all you guys do. Great work. That's appreciated. Has Mike Tomlin more so overachieved getting teams to the playoffs that shouldn't have or underachieved with losing in the first round? Depends on the team. Depends on the team. You talk about teams with Antoine Blake at cornerback, that's overachieving. You talk about teams like 2017 and you don't win a, a playoff game that year when you had the killer bees, that's underachieving. It just depends. This year, with the injuries they had and the quarterback situation a mess, I'd say this was an overachieving year probably, if I'm being honest. And that's even with losing to the two two-win teams in Arizona and New England. Let's go to John Jay. He asked several questions. Let me see if I can find the other ones. He said, Najee's post-game comments were interesting about changes needed involving discipline. Reminded me of a prior SCN convo about lacking that core veteran group from years past to leave the locker room. Can Mike Tomlin empower such change? The players, I see it in Minka, TJ, even Najee. So this kind of ties back in. I mentioned this a while ago, and that was, it was on Steelers takeaways. And I read the quote, and it was actually from Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert was the one quoted in the book that said, that in Pittsburgh, everyone just they, they just leaned on the leaders of the locker room, the, the veterans, to kind of make sure that hey, you're make sure you're in the locker room, make sure you're studying your film. And Mike Tomlin allowed that to continue, and it just doesn't seem to be happening now. So maybe some things need to change. I think he can have it done. John Jay says one more. I feel this team tricked us into optimism with flashes when in reality it's kind it's kind of a rebuild. We knew that. What are two or three positions you saw from this season you think they can build on? I love what Broderick Jones did. I think he needs to be on the left side. I love what Joey Porter Jr. did. I think this rookie class was phenomenal. Freaking great. Just great. Great rookie class. That's something you can build upon for sure. Let's go. Tyler Wake, he says, sorry, Jeff, have to ask after yesterday, what position is your first priority in the draft? To me, it's center. Center is the number one position priority for me. Maybe inside linebacker, offensive tackle, cornerback they're definitely in my top five but i have center number one greg i uh, don't want to say can't say his last name he said how are we projected 24 million over the cap with a rookie quarterback all the defensive contracts any chance we make a clean sweep of the quarterback room and bring in a free agent like cousins and draft someone no coordinator is safe are they no question here i know mike will be back so first yes they're projected over the cap because well they still have all the players on the current roster. Those contracts can be, you get players that are going to be cut. You get players that are going to be post-June designations. You have players that are going to restructure their contracts. Don't worry about that number. Clean sweep of the quarterback room, I doubt it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in another name. Is it Mason Rudolph? I don't know. No coordinator safe? I don't think so. There, we know a new offensive coordinator is coming. It's just a defensive coach. All right, let's go to James. He said, in this order, 
what is one incredible high you experienced, rock bottom low, and something that completely took you off guard this season with the Steelers? Okay, so one incredible high, I would say, hmm, incredible high was probably just getting into the playoffs. Winning against Baltimore, and then Sunday watching the Titans beat the Jaguars was that incredible for me. This is really excited. The rock bottom low, it wasn't losing to the it wasn't losing to the two win teams in five days. It was losing to the Colts, the third game. That was the rock bottom low. And then something that took you off guard this season was I didn't see Kenny Pickett taking such a huge step backwards. And some will say, well, it's Canada, but whatever. It was a step backwards regardless. That's my order. There you go. Uh, James asked another one. I want to circle back to a question I asked before. Do you think the consistent mediocrity pushes key players past their breaking point and makes them consider getting out of the organization? I can't help but feel many players' time and talent have been wasted. The That's tough because I think some free agents just want to be on a winner. They want to be on a team that's capable of getting into the playoffs. Uh, but some teams want to be on a team that's like a front runner. Think about a Kansas City, a Buffalo, uh, San Francisco at this point. So, yeah, that's tough. I don't know. I could see it both ways. Let's go to Tom East. Jeff, what are you most excited about for the offseason? What are your summer plans for the family when school is out? Keeping my head up for this team. Uh, so I'm excited about the offseason is, for me, it's a chance to kind of decompress a little bit. Uh, not do as many podcasts that I do during the football season. Uh, and once the weather starts to turn, I, I just love golfing. And so I'm going to try and get out as much as I can with the kids. Summer plans, man, summer plans, nothing really in, in set in stone just yet. I'm, I'm trying to get through the winter, <laughs> to be honest with you. Let's go to Brian Haynes. What do you think is the biggest problem with the team? Quarterback, coaches, combination. I just don't know what's changed in the last seven years that we can't win anymore. So I think it's, it is a combination. They don't have the quarterback coaching staff. Isn't as good. So yeah, I, I think it's a combination. Let's go. Another one from Brian. Why do the refs hate us? <laughs> I don't know if they hate us. Uh, it's just, it just seems like it's a constant. Eric says, which is more important getting a great OC or finding a good quarterback draft or free agency? Both. Yes, <laughs> that is the answer. They need a good offensive coordinator and they need to find the quarterback that fits. That's going to be the tough test this off tough, tough test this off season. Brian Katz, bagels and bong rips are slash what kinds of things will you miss about Tomlin leading the organization? So first, I think he's still going to lead the organization, but if he doesn't, I, I I've always loved listening to him talk, even in press conferences, the Tomlinisms, uh, the the way he answers questions. Sure, he can be a little bit brash at times, and we all saw him walk off after the playoff game, but. Yeah, I'll probably miss a lot of that stuff because I think he is a good leader of men. Uh, it's just whether he's the right fit for the Steelers at this time. Steeler fan 69. Hey, Jeff, Steeler Nation going to need a few of these. He always gives the dad jokes. Here we go. The other day, my wife asked me to pass her chapstick, but I accidentally passed her a glue stick. <laughs> That's funny. He said she still isn't talking to me. What did one plate say to the silverware? Dinner's on me. That's hysterical. Love him. Very, very good. Thank you very much for lightening the mood. Let's go to RR, Frosty DeBear. He said, can Tomlin, Minka, and TJ be traded away for draft capital to DC or the Bolts, the Chargers, enter a two- to three-year rebuild? By the time the Steelers get it all together, these two players will be past their prime anyway. Load up on the draft or don't and sell out in free agency. While I understand the 
Minka, TJ, and even the Tomlin trade talk, you have to think that the Steelers are going to try and build something that can win now. And so you think about the draft class they had last year. That's a great draft. If they could have another one of those, that's going to be difficult. But if they could have another good two to three picks that are starters in year one, you hit a couple free agents, you upgrade those positions, maybe you could win. And maybe you don't have to trade those guys away. Something to consider. Doc M, Southside Doc, is the lack of effort in tackling a knock-on coaching or personnel. How do you fix it? Well, it's tough because, you know, Mike Tomlin does have a very physical training camp. They tackle more than most, but the NFLPA restricts how much they can actually hit. So that doesn't help. And I think sometimes it comes down, it's like a one-two. How bad do you want to? Do you want to tackle? Do you want to get in there, get your nose in there? In the cold up in Buffalo? Some guys made a business decision. Let's go to Jackson. If Tomlin steps away from the team, who would you like to see take the reins? What surprise move or moves can you see Omar Khan making this offseason? Surprise moves, I think, will come with cuts and trades. Maybe some players you didn't expect to be gone. If Tomlin steps away, I don't know, like Mike Vrabel comes to mind. I don't have any inside information here on this. It would all just depend on how he leaves. Is it he leaves? Is he traded? Who knows? David Briggs. Jeff, from the fan perspective, when did you think that standard change from winning and contending for Super Bowls to one expecting just a winning record, where as long as they aren't eliminated going into the last week in the season, it's a success. Was it being Tebowed or Hollow Notes? That's 2017, etc. I think from a fan perspective, the standard is still contending for Super Bowls. The problem is that the team doesn't mirror that based on the talent on the roster. The roster just wasn't, it still isn't a championship caliber roster. There's still work to be done. And when you saw them go against the Bills, you saw the difference between the two. And if you didn't see it, maybe you were watching a different game. Blue Steel said, can you help me understand why the national media can rail for hours that Mike McCarthy should be fired, but if the Steelers fans mention it, maybe it's time for a change. We're all just crazy, unrealistic, and don't know how good we have it. It's a great point. That's a great point. I don't have an answer for it. I don't have an answer for it. Uh, It's just the way the media is. Can't always trust the national media, so there you go. Tendercat said, Jeff, I've been pretty negative about this team and the organization for a while, and rightfully so. Where would you go now? Burn it all the way down? Tomlin says, excuse me, Tomlin says, they're not going to do the same thing over and over and expect different results, yet every year Mike Tomlin's seasons are the same. What do you think of Tomlin walking away from the podium? I watched the video. You can clearly see the question was being asked before he even turned and left. You think he knows a decent portion of the fan base wants him gone. Winning seasons with no results means nothing to me. So I don't burn it down. I don't think this roster is devoid of talent. I think they can build it up. They're in that rebuild mode. They got to figure out the quarterback, but ultimately they got it. I think they can do it next. I think Tomlin was not wise to turn and walk away. He is frustrated with the media. He is frustrated with the fan base. He just wants to coach. He wants some support and he doesn't feel like he's getting it. So for me, I think he should have just stood there and said, I'm not answering that question. Now's not the time or the place and then left. And instead he causes this distraction. So take that for what it's worth. Okay. So let's go to Bob uh, Rayberg. He said, uh, I think he asked a couple questions here. Yes. Tough end of the season about Tomlin's press conference. Why do you guys continue to not mention Brooke Pryor's name? Although her ESPN articles are okay, her questions and pressers and player media availability are awful. I know she's trying to do her job, but her questions are bad. Yes, they are bad. And we try not to single out many 
reporters that ask questions in the media. We'll talk about Jer Bear, Jerry Dulac, and his always delayed tweets and stuff like that. But no, we just try not to single anybody out because we're not there. We're not asking questions, so it's tough for us to possibly even criticize or think about that. He says, by the way, the name is pronounced Rayburg. You've been getting it right. Thank you very much. Love it when I get the names right. Let's go to Mike Clark. Jeff, I hate to be like this, but with the conspiracies about an NFL agenda and rest controlling outcomes, what is the point of ruining my Sundays? I have to be honest. I get it. I honest to God get it. It, it does. It, it has a really bad look to it. It has a really bad look. Conspiracy theories are, there's always rooted in truth. Know that. M Dibs, no question. Thanks for entertaining the masses during an up and down season. Thanks for being a part of the masses. We appreciate every single one of you. Austin, why does Tomlin get a free pass on being mediocre? Why does his 17 non-losing seasons afford him the luxury of ignoring his non-winning record in the playoffs? Also, why are his teams never prepared to play? 66-0 and 0, it did nothing in first quarters of the last five playoff games. I don't know. I, I just, I don't have an answer for that. I wish I did, I, but I don't. Let's go to Brandon Diaz. Sitting here in sitting here today is Mike Tomlin staying or stepping away? I think he's staying. Next, how involved will ownership be this offseason? Hopefully, they trust more from the coaches and the front office than the ownership. Let's let the ownership sign the checks. Next, who will be the surprise cut this offseason? Um, surprise cut. I don't think there's going to be many cuts that would be surprising. Maybe like a James Daniels would be a surprise. I don't think he gets cut though. Uh, next, I support Mike T so much, but it's getting old. Defending the winning record is change needed. What would that be? I think change is needed. I think that it's more on the offensive side of the football and maybe even on the defensive side. Next from Brandon, how shot is Kenny's confidence after not starting another game after the injury? It's got to be pretty low. And he didn't talk to media. And so they did the locker cleanouts today. He's a captain. It says rare that a captain doesn't talk. TJ talked, Cam talked. And uh, he didn't talk to the media. So the next time they'll see him is, I think, OTAs, unless he does like a voluntary interview. So yeah, I, I would say it's pretty shot. Next, let's go to Najee. Talked about needing more discipline and in-house changes. Is this a shot at the coaches? A little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about holding players accountable. You got to get into the weight room. And you need to check in at this time. It's not on you anymore to do it on your own. We got to hold your hand. We're going to hold your hand. Next, uh, what do, what daily shows still happen in the offseason on SCN? All of them. Nothing changes, man. If you're new to the SCN offseason, you will get Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Let's Ride, Tuesday, Bad um, Here We Go Show, Bad Languages will be there, the Stat Geek on Thursday, the Steelers Fix, What Yin's Talking About, um, all the lineup. It's not going anywhere. We will still be here. And then Brandon Diaz, why is Harvin still not cut? I wish I knew that answer. All right, that does it. You all had a lot of questions. I'm glad I could answer them. We have a lot to discuss, and a lot of news will probably be happening here in the next coming days, so make sure you're staying tuned to the Steel Curtain Network on our audio side as well as everywhere. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, and, of course, SteelCurtainNetwork.com. In the meantime, you know how we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. I'll see you on Friday. Right.